The reading today is taken from Genesis 1, verses 26 to 31. Uh, 31. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the, all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. If I were giving the talk this morning, this is what I would say. Oh, no. <laughs> well, um, we are starting, as Andy just said a minute ago, we're starting uh, this series through Lent. And um, uh, it, it, we may be a little crazy. My, my daughter, the church that she goes to over Christmas, they were announcing a new series that they were launching into uh, for this year. And they were going to be taking the book of Philippians, which has four chapters in it. And they were going to be studying the book of Philippians on Sundays for at least the, the first six months of the year. We're doing just the opposite of that. We are taking the entire Old Testament and the Gospels, and we're doing it in six weeks between now and Easter. So, uh, so where there are times when we go to, through series and we look at different topics, or we might look at a book or what have you, and we sort of dive in, um, we recognize that sometimes in the midst of doing that, we can sort of forget the, and, and miss the big picture, the, the broad brushstrokes of what God's been doing since, uh, since the beginning. And so that's, that's what we're launching into. And just to give you a little uh, bit of a taste and idea of what's coming on, today we're going to um, be looking at creation and talking a little bit about that. I won't say any more right now. Next week, we'll be looking at how out of creation, God called a man named Abraham and, and ultimately made him into a nation and a people. And, and yet they found themselves in slavery and, and God delivers them. And then the week after that, but not only did God deliver them out of slavery, but he had promised them to take them and give them a land and a place and, and, to, and to be a blessing to the nations. And so we'll look at that as they enter into the place that God had given them. And that's called land and legacy. And then the, the fourth week is kings and kingdoms. God establishes a, a kingdom, uh, his people are made into a kingdom and, and they have as their second king, a guy by the name of David. And he becomes the model and the example of one who has a heart after God and, and who the Messiah would be pointing the way to the Messiah that was to come. And then, um, then the fifth week, we'll be talking about refugees and repentance um, because God's people then... Uh, 
Well, they sort of messed up again and they found themselves scattered around the world and and, in other places and they were refugees and cast out of the land that God had given them and yet their hearts are turned back to God. And then finally on the sixth week, which is Palm Sunday, we'll look at promise and passion, which is the ministry of Jesus and and his death and and burial for us. So that's a little bit of a, well, I just said it, you know, just forget it. We'll just forget the series. We'll go on with something else, but that's a little bit of where we're headed and where we're going. And as Andy said, I left mine there, but um, we have the booklet. So we're going to obviously in 20, 25 minutes on a Sunday, uh, we're going to keep it really big picture. But um, if you go along and read those readings through the week, um, it, will, it will take you along and cover a little bit more of the story and an understanding of where, the, where this has been and where things are going. So really want to encourage you um, to, uh, to do that. Well, we're going to start today in Genesis uh, I heard it in a song once that the beginning is a very good place to start. So um, we're, we're starting off in, in, in Genesis and I get the easy part. I only have 11 chapters to cover this morning. So just sit back for a minute. It won't go long. Um, but, but we're talking about the first 11 chapters uh, of, of Genesis. And, and what we're reading today is obviously in the midst of this story of creation. Genesis begins with, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And, and so it's in that moment of creation that we look today, that God spoke and quite literally the, the heavens and the earth and everything in them was formed. And uh, we see this creative, incredible action of God from out of nothing to create something. And in the middle of this creation, In the middle of the creation, we pick up today, uh, especially in the passage uh, that Kathy just read, is that God created humankind. He created man and woman. And and he says that he created us in his image. And and oftentimes that's the focus that we talk about. But today I want to sort of talk a little bit different than just sort of focusing on the fact that we're created in God's image and likeness. Uh, But... There's interesting piece in this passage. Um, it says that when God created Adam and Eve and created humankind, twice in this passage, it says that he created us to rule. To rule. The second time it says it this way, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Do you know that you were created to rule? I mean, you know, as kids growing up, don't we, we always, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I like to build castles and things like that and sort of think about, you know, sort of, we, kids dress up as what? Kings and queens, don't they? And, and little girls, you know, we want to, you know, sort of be princesses or what have you and, 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 and you know, some, be knights and whatever it is. We, we sort of have something innately within us about this idea that we want to rule. We want to be in charge. And, and actually, the, the Genesis story and account tells us that that's actually what we were created to do. We were created to be kings and queens, to be rulers of the earth. That word rule is uh, radah in the, in, the, in the Hebrew, and it, it literally means that. 
It's the word, of, it's the word that's used for kings and, and queens and, and the way they uh, use their authority. And that's the word that's used here. In, in Psalm 28, just to give you one little picture of that, um, this is Psalm 28, uh, excuse me, Psalm 72 is a, um, it's a coronation psalm for King Solomon. And it says this in verse eight, may he have dominion, radah, may he have dominion from sea to sea. Adam and Eve and us as part of humanity were created to rule. Adam and Eve, as they expressed this rulership over the earth, this authority that was given to them, they did it in the presence of God. They did it under his authority and in conjunction with him. And we sort of see that lived out because we see this little picture, this little snippet that, you know, that sort of God would just sort of show up and walk with them in the evening. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Just sort of, you know, in the evening. So how's it going? What did you discover today? Oh, how, what animals did you name? Tell me about it, you know? And they just sort of be about their rule and their reign. We're meant to rule. We rule in different, two different kind of ways we can think of. One is we rule in our own lives, that we have dominion and authority over ourselves. We're sentient beings. We get to choose things. You know, we choose when we get up and when we go to bed, what we eat, what we don't. We choose, you know, how we behave and all those sorts of things. We have dominion over our life around us. We call that free will, that ability to choose what we do and what we don't do. That's an authority that comes from God and is God-given right from the very beginning. But this rule for Adam and Eve was beyond just that and it was this rule to actually go over all the earth, to take dominion over all the earth, to, 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 to both multiply and spread and, and, and create descendants that would rule the earth. I mean, just think about that for a minute. That's a bit mind-boggling, isn't it? To think that the creator of the universe who spoke everything into being created humanity and said, here, it's yours. Watch over it. Take care of it. Of course, we know what comes next. Most of us in the story is that it's not long after that even though God sort of shows up and is with them all the time and all of the earth has been given to Adam and Eve to rule over and have authority over, except for one thing, just this one tree. You can eat anything you want. Your diet is anything you want. I would like that diet, except for this one thing, this one, this one piece of fruit. And that became so enticing, so incredibly desirable that they just said, well, no, why not? And all of a sudden what happened is they found themselves now ruling and reigning and with authority, but cut off from the one who had given them that authority. Cut off from God. So much so that before this, it says that they were sort of naked and unashamed. They just roamed in an vulnerable sort of condition and they, they just had nothing that would sort of be between them and creation and God. And, and all of a sudden, when God shows back up to come and visit for his evening visit with them, they're hiding from them because they know that there's now separation between the creator, the one who'd given them authority and themselves. And so they find themselves in, in that scenario. Here's the interesting thing though. 
Their relationship with God was now challenged and separated. But God didn't remove from them the authority to rule the earth. If you had your Bibles and turned to Psalm 115, verse 16, listen to what Psalm 115, 16 says. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the human race. The message puts it this way. The heaven of heavens is for God, but he put us in charge of the earth. When we look around and we want to sort of think why in the world, you know what? We, only, we, we, we tend to want to blame God, don't we? How could God do this? And yet, we're the ones that have been left in charge. And so that's the condition we find Adam and Eve at um, by, verse, by chapter 3 in Genesis. Well, the story kind of continues from there. After the fall and, uh, and, and there's disobedience. Well, the next thing we see happen is that they, well, they have children. I don't know how messed up your family. I think families are mostly messed up, aren't we? Maybe not yours, of course. Mine, no, because it's being recorded. Mine are not either. Uh, no, but families are, but you know what? We have right, right from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, their first offspring, Cain and Abel, they can't get along with each other. And, and all of a sudden we have murder enter the creation is the next phase. And then in the next chapter, we go on and we see now a lineage of those that came after Adam and Eve and, and, and their descendants. And, and we get a long lineage of, of people who were living for hundreds and hundreds of years and generation after generation after generation that come after Adam and Eve. And, and it's interesting in that long list of, of, of descendants and sort of this lineage that we have there, this epoch of history and of time, it doesn't really say much about their involvement with God, except for Enoch. It says that Enoch knew God and he walked with God and then it just says, and Enoch was no more. <laughs> but that's all we sort of know. We don't see sort of God intervening in human, the human condition and the human situation. He, he seems to be available. He seems to be there, but only a few people from here or there are reaching out and, and interacting with God in this period. It's as if God is saying to his creation, I gave this to you, now just go with it. You, you've chosen not to follow me. You've chosen to be disobedient. Let's just see where this goes. And so that's what we have actually here going on in these first few chapters now in, in Genesis is, is humanity is going about its way. And, and this is the result. The result is, happens in Genesis chapter 6. Verse 5 says this, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. That's pretty definitive, isn't it? Hear that again. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth. And that every inclination, not just most, not just, but every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil and it was all the time. In other words, 
left to our own devices in charge of this planet and this place, this is the result. In the midst of that, though, in verse 8, it says, but there was a man, and his name was Noah. And it says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And so a little bit further, then the Lord comes and he begins to give some instruction to Noah. But again, listen to God's description to Noah of what the situation is on earth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely gonna destroy both them and the earth. There's some things I guess don't change. This is like uh, sort of what happens every time sort of my wife's computer or phone doesn't work. I just tell her, just turn it off and start over again, right? Just reset, unplug it. It's as if almost God was saying that in about creation. And, and that should stand as a, as a marker to us today, say, again, left to our own devices, this is where we end up. But in the midst of that, this man Noah found favor in God's sight. We don't know exactly why Noah found favor in God's sight, except for, I, my, I think it is best described probably in verse 22, because God comes to Noah and he gives him instruction. And it says this in verse 22, uh, two, that Noah did everything just as God commanded him. In other words, Noah, free to choose, having authority and dominion over his own life and his influence and his fear around him, Noah chooses to listen to the voice of God and do what God says, to align himself with the creator of the universe. And for that reason, Noah finds favor with God. And so it goes on and the flood comes and, and things are destroyed and, and reset is hit. In chapter nine, we pick up after the flood and now God comes and makes a covenant with, with Noah and with humanity. In, in chapter nine, verse seven, it says, as for you, and you'll remember these words, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those who came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. And so there begins a rebuilding, starting over from a man who listened to God and obeyed and did what he said. And once again, we start to launch in and we see humanity begin to multiply and, and generations begin to come up un, uh, from Noah. And then in one interesting little turn is that um, as, the, as the nation, as people begin to multiply again, the, the command has always been for them to scatter. The command has always been for them to go out and, and basically take over the earth. And yet we see that actually the people gather together in one place, a place called Babel. And they decide that they're gonna build a tower there. And the idea is that they've said, you know what? We don't wanna go all over this place. We wanna stay here together. And so in the midst of that, interestingly now, 
we see a change. Because where God had let go before all these generations and sort of didn't, um, didn't intervene in the situation, now all of a sudden, after Noah, after the flood, we see God beginning for the first time now to intervene. And so as they build this tower in Babel, God comes in and he separates them out by language, in essence, to scatter them around the world, to begin to actually force them to go out and do what he commands. God is now intervening in human history in a way that he didn't do in the period before that. We actually have a glimpse of that early on in the creation account in after the fall when, when God tells, is uh, putting the curse and, and exp, exp, expressing his curse, he says, these one, there's one little phrase. He says that out of the seed of, uh, and, the, and the lineage from Eve would come one who would crush the head of the serpent. And as he's crushing the head of the serpent, the serpent would go out and bite the heel. In other words, there was promise at the very beginning of that moment that there would come a way out and a deliverer and a way through. But in the meantime, God lets humanity run its course without him, without his intervention. And the result is nothing but wickedness and evil. And then God intervenes with the flood and then God intervenes on the plains of Babel. And that's where we're going to end today and let someone else pick up next week. But I, I just, you know, I guess when it comes to a talk, I, there's always that question for me is when we leave, it's sort of, so what? <laughs> so what? I mean, interesting story, fascinating, isn't it? But what about that for us? Well, some of that we'll get to as we go along, but I, I just this idea of you were created to be rulers. You were created to be kings and queens. You were created to have dominion and authority. But you know what the opposite of dominion and authority, the opposite of being kings and queens is? It's to be slaves. It's the very end of the spectrum. And what we see today is that we exchanged that rulership, that authority that God has given us for slavery. And that's the human condition and that's where we find ourselves. And, and it is that you and I actually, when we have those days and those moments where we just feel like, I think, I feel like I was made for so much more than what this is. It goes all the way back to the creation. You were made for more than this. And if I can jump all the way to the end, past where we're gonna go to, <laughs> I would hope that after today you would read some of the New Testament a little differently. Some of the things that we read about in, in the New Testament that we actually are invited to be joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That we are invited into the rule and the reign and the authority that Christ has. That we will one day, it says, those that follow Jesus will be, we will reign with him. It's not over. That innate thing in us that so many times we know is broken and doesn't work and isn't happening the way we think it should, there is hope and there is a promise and there is an invitation that we too get invited back 
to reign and rule in the way that God intended to us for in the beginning. And that's our hope today. That's the invitation that we have as we come eventually to Jesus. But in the meantime, we've got a little ways to go, a few thousand years to cover. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the creator God, that you spoke and the world came into order. Lord, we cannot imagine that you left us in charge. <laughs> and Lord, we just acknowledge today, we know that we've been made for so much more. Lord, may we be a people who align ourselves with your purposes. May we live in such a way that we live in cooperation with your purposes for this place and this planet and our lives. We thank you. We thank you that you do intervene in human history. And Lord, we welcome your work in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen.